You are now listening to the greatest football podcast on the planet. Fuck all you hoes. Get a grip, motherfucker. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kick Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. I made the change from a common thief To up close and personal with Robin Leach And I'm far from cheap, I smoke soap with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me pissy Girls used to diss me, now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honeys play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dough for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone bill about two G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one-room shack. Now my mom pimps a act with mix on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Cause I went hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, good people. What is happening today on this sunny-ish? Okay, it's partly cloudy. It's partly cloudy on this, yeah, sunny-ish day in Pretoria, South Africa. 
and welcome to episode 14 of the only football matters podcast the greatest football podcast in the land you know <laughs> yeah that's just that's just how i see it you know you're, you're 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 more than welcome to agree with me you know listen but i think i think after today's episode you will have no choice but to to accept uh that fact you know <laughs> so yeah i'm glad to be coming to you live from hq uh the north side of pretoria live on location and yeah this is the first time this is the first this is actually very special because i'm ha- like i have just uh, uh an esteemed guest and it's just an auspicious occasion because this is the first time like i'm recording and i'm not with the person live um so it's a different experience but i think it's cool i think it's yeah, it's cool i think i'm gonna hop onto this wave for sure <laughs> i think i'm gonna hop onto this wave for sure um yeah you're tuned in to the greatest football podcast in the land uh if this is the first time you're listening to me in the podcast my name is kamukhelo lucas Mutetswani, and yeah you're here subscribe to wherever you listen to um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, well, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, listen box, whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast, tap in with us, tap in with the institution. Um, yeah, follow, give us a subscription, review our <laughs> our podcast and share it to the world, man. I want the whole world to know what's happening, not just with what I'm saying, but with South African football, with African football, like just yeah just listen to me spit that like intellectual and yeah listen to me talk about football and use my this brain of mine this football encyclopedia brain of mine um yeah i i I love this i love talking to you thank you so much for for listening uh and yeah like i said we are in the presence of an esteemed guest today uh somebody that is like i'm genuinely like i'm i'm honored to have this man on the show this is a this is a long time this is a, not a long time coming this this came quicker than i thought but yeah mr ab basson is in the building and yeah like i said it's a remo- it's, it's, it's a remote episode so he's he's in pretoria somewhere else <laughs> how are you doing my brother yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, like, I do all my podcasts like this. So this is not new for me, but I'm happy to be breaking the ice for you. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just just happy to be talking about, you know, football on this beautiful day in, in the capital of this great country. So yeah, let's do it, man. Let's let's chat. Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yo, like I said, this is this is amazing. Like to have somebody like in the actual industry like speak to me and 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 spit their their knowledge and what they know about the game like it's i'm excited to learn uh not just to speak you know this this is why i created this like to learn more about the game because you can never know too much you have to be teachable right so yeah thank you so much for joining us um yeah if i know you guys probably know who this guy is though like he's a 10 year vet in the journalism football journalism game in oh close to 10 years uh, am i wrong am i, am I wrong close to 10 years right yeah eight eight nine years i think okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right yeah, yeah i he... mean i've i've been around the block and it's nice being on you know on a podcast with a fellow arsenal supporter um, hey. i just found that out yeah. so yeah <laughs> i'm even i'm even happier to be here now so. <laughs> Yeah, I was focused. I was focused, man. I was focused. That that was an executive decision that, like, 
I knew I couldn't fumble, but it kind of just like fell into my lap, you know, like how I support Arsenal. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you on. Uh, this man has has worked with Ajax, uh, Ajax Cape Town, the football club, uh, Soccer Laduma, Kickoff, um, all types of all types of established institutions as far as football is concerned in the country. So he knows what he's talking about. He knows people. Uh, yeah. So this is. This is this is if you've never if you've never listened to me before this is definitely the episode to tap in. Um so yeah like tell tell me tell me okay I know like we were having like a little conversation before we started recording but like how is it like being a, a football journalist in South Africa like have you have you enjoyed the the 8 9 years that that you've been that you've been doing what you're doing? Yeah so yeah like we 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 chatted before but i'll just um you know go over the story yeah, quickly sure. um you know i was i was lucky enough when when amatax got promoted to the uh, top division in south africa the absa premiership back then um i was actually studying at tax and i worked for their newspaper uh the varsity newspaper and Yeah, the first person I actually ever interviewed was Aubrey and Goma, and then hey. I did Bongani Zungu and hey. uh, you know Mama and Young, and that was I mean back hey. then it was they were still playing for you know for Amatax. So wait, this and was like 2012, right? 2012. Yeah, 2012. around around there, yeah, 2012, right. 20 going into 2013. Okay. Um, they got promoted. I was actually at the game they they won the NFD. I think it was against Standard Royal Zulu, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. And um, yeah, so I, I I started my journey at the Tux uh, newspaper, writing about football, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I was quite lucky in in the the fact that because I'm a Tux were promoted, you know, it added to the Pretoria core, which was you know Sundowns and Super Sport. So they had mm-hmm. three teams in the capital. So the company I worked for. Um, Well, got employed by. Um, they were looking for a journalist to cover, you know, uh, teams in, in Tuana in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, my knowledge about Amatax helped a lot. Uh, you know, and them doing so well in their first season, finishing eighth on the final day with, I think, they beat Kaiser Chiefs um, to do Ooh. so. That uh, the Chiefs won the league that season. It was like the final game. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tabo Masadi scored the goal. It's like it's weird how you remember these things, but um, yeah. it was. I remember that yeah, game that, was at Soccer City, right? I think actually it was in, in Nelspruit. To oh, be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, um, but we can check this afterwards. Right. I mean, <laughs> we'll check afterwards. Um, but right. yeah, it was. It was yeah. So that's how my journey started, and and I was I was working for Backpage Media at the time, and I actually work for them now, so I'm back there. Uh, for those who don't know, Backpage Media is the division of Backpage Picks. Backpage Picks is you know, we we like to think of it, and we say it the best South African sports photography agency in the country. Hey. <laughs> um, and you know, we we cover a lot of things, but mostly football, um, which is which is great, you know, for for anyone that's. Working for them that's involved in the game, and yeah, so I worked for them for a few years in in, in Joburg, and uh, obviously stationed in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just went down to Ajax Cape Town, was the media officer there for two years, um, and worked for Soccer Duma, did some stuff for Kickoff, worked for Goal.com for a bit when Sundowns won the Champions League um, in 2016, and. Yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to to work for all the big publications in South Africa from a football point of view, online mm. publications, mm-hmm. and yeah, did some stuff for Amakosi magazine for a few years, which was really cool. Getting mm. to know 
you know, getting to know players. And I mean, Jesus, I was just, I was reminded the other day, I did an interview with Berlin Kuzwail. Um, and we actually went to Gold Reef City and <laughs> went on the went on the ride went on the rides there. It was a weekday. It was like at ten o'clock in the morning, and we just went on the rides there. And that was like the interviews slash you know doing this roller coaster thing. And oh, that's doing, sick! <laughs> doing the anaconda and that's the type of type of shit um, we did. And I was I was really privileged and you know interviewed some really cool people and. Um, yeah so that's just that's just in a nutshell my journey and yeah i've been really privileged to do a lot of things in the game and you know travel uh, and do things that i really enjoy it's 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 what i wanted growing up um to work in in the, you know in sport not mm -hmm. necessarily in football but just to be involved in, in, in sport and it's always been my passion so just yeah happy to Happy to do that. And obviously I have my own podcast now. So yeah. when you say you've got the greatest podcast in the land, it's <laughs> like, okay, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be polite for now. Um, I'm but, sorry. Uh, I had to, I had this, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's no problem. It's, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, hey, yeah, competition just, is uh, healthy, thanks. right? Competition is yeah, healthy. definitely. hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy to be on, on your show. And it's it's nice being on this side of the mic. I feel a lot less pressure. And <laughs> I feel like I can just relax and uh, yeah, have a good time. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I want. That's that's everything. I just want you to feel comfortable. Be 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 yeah, be yourself. Yeah, say say what you need to say. Yeah, talk talk as much talk as much shit as you want, you know what I'm saying? Um I'm always hating on United, so that's that's cool. That's like my thing, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's um, always yeah. been my thing. That's always been my thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Um, yeah, you know, you, like I said, like before we started, like um, you sound like your voice when I first heard you. But okay, so yeah, if you don't know about it, please go subscribe to Disky Discussions uh, right now um, on on YouTube. I think it's it's Rainer Media. Yeah, it's on the Radio Media. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so go subscribe um, to Rainer Media on YouTube. Yeah, tap in with with the homie on on his podcast. It's really dope. Like like I said, he knows everybody. So like it's crazy. Like the the type of the type of information like you get. You know, like I didn't know a lot about Joe. Like I didn't know how he got here and stuff. And your episode like shed a lot of light onto that. And, and I think that's really cool, man. Um. So yeah, congratulations to you, man. Yeah, thanks. I think that's what both of us are trying to do. You know, you um. Mm. There's a lot of podcasts out there and interviews, you know, chatting to, and obviously I'll get you that. I, I mean, I chatted to Dylan Kerr, who's a coach oh, yeah, um, yeah. in my latest episode. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we, but before that, I was trying to shed light on people behind the scenes, you know, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. still going to continue doing that. There's a lot of people working outside of, you know, the spotlight, doing a lot of great things. A lot of South Africans doing a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. And if you just think of like Pizzo and, and his team at Al Akhli now, yeah. you think of Lux September, who was at BSL, who's now working for KEF. Mm -hmm. um, you think of KB, who I had on my show, who's working, who does stuff for KEF and KEF licensing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of South Africans out there that are, are pushing the envelope and are doing great things. South Africans in I, I mean, Kosovo, I, I spoke to Alan Clark, who's a coach, mm. who coached in South Africa, who's coaching there now. And that's just the global game. I spoke I spoke to Paul Johnston, who was assistant at Pitfest Fitz, who's now back in England. Mm. So that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, you know, get, get some exposures for people who are not necessarily on the spotlight, but deserve as much as the praise as a lot of the players and coaches do in this country. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. Uh, more power, yeah, more power to you. More power to to what you do. Um, it's yeah, it's brilliant. Like, it's always, it's always nice to get um something that's not generic, like content that's not generic. You know, just yeah, different people, like you said, like people behind the scenes, um, that contribute as much as because like this is a like it's a sport. So like it's not an individual thing that you that you succeed by yourself that the top players or the top coaches they get there by themselves you know there's there, there are plenty of people behind them that that are helping that are helping out man so yeah more like i said more power to you thank you so much for what you do man uh and thank you again for coming through thank you again for coming through um yeah thanks i'm glad i'm glad that you're here uh okay so you need it okay now we're gonna have to rewind it back a little bit i'm gonna need to know like how you got into the game of football like how did you decide like yo this sport is the shit and i need to watch it and yeah like how how did that come about yeah i mean probably if some listeners are, are listening now and they're starting to pick up that i've got a bit of afrikaans accent um <laughs> my uh my brother actually he's i mean he's lucky because he's he's also afrikaans but you can hardly pick it up i mean his english is so good <laughs> um so I'm a bit envious envious of him but I, I'd say that I I helped with that a bit. Um so yeah this is coming from a South African oh South African Afrikaans background. Mm-hmm. Um my parents were were you know big rugby and cricket supporters growing up and you know I also obviously love all sports really. I don't have mm-hmm. a favorite so to speak even though I'd say I probably prefer football the most. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you support? Um, rugby. Which team? Yeah, which um, team? I support the Sharks. Ooh, cool, cool, uh, cool. So it's a great time, <laughs> great time to be supporting the Sharks. Yeah, and I've always yeah, supported yeah. Dolphins. So I've always supported the KZN teams, even oh, though okay. I was born in Pretoria. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just worked out like that. Um, I'm not sure exactly why, but I think my my favorite players paid for them. So I think that was a bit of a big, you know, quite of a big draw card and. Talking about favorite players, that's probably how I supported, started supporting Arsenal as well because mm. Thierry Henry obviously mm. was a big name in the game. Mm. When I was in, in primary school. Um, I remember we had a PlayStation. My mom bought us a PlayStation One, my brother and I. And one of the first games we bought was uh, FIFA 2002. Before that, I had so. other, I had other football games, and I played. You know, I remember like the f- 98. Uh, World Cup, France World Cup. That was probably mm-hmm. my first football memory. Cool. Um, I remember watching that, and obviously Thierry Henry was already there. He wasn't such a big player in yeah. that French team yet. He was still very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, guys like uh, Lizarazu and uh, Zizou, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, or Lilian Turam, yeah. the French. Always, I think I don't. Know, I don't know if it's because I've got a bit of um, you know, I've got a French. Bit of French heritage, so really? I think maybe it's <laughs> something there. Um, who knows? I mean, <laughs> um, but uh. yeah, I I always had affiliation to to Thierry Henry. I feel and oh, okay. him, he was my favorite player, and it was a good times to support Arsenal in 2002. <laughs> they were they're on the way to becoming the Invincibles in 2003 04. So mm-hmm. uh, and and they. I think I also like them because it was they've always had a bit of an African influence, even back then. Yeah. You know, I know Patrick Vieira never played 
were an African nation. I mean, he was born in Senegal. He played for mm. France, but there, you know, there's always been that connotation. They had Lauren, that Colatore, mm, mm, and mm. it helped that players like that. And then uh, you know, obviously Thierry Henry, like I, who I come back to the whole time. He had the biggest impact um, on me supporting football and supporting Arsenal. And yeah, that's really how I got into the game. So I watched football, obviously sporadically growing up, and then. Once I started playing that game, I, I it really piqued my interest, and yeah, that's just how it really started, 2002, and yeah, just grown from there. Uh, the local game, uh, Tovilikazi was probably my favorite player growing up from Pirates. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah Napoleon. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch as much <laughs> of local soccer uh, growing up because uh, I was just I, I mean I, like I said I was just sports mad growing up I watched yeah. everything the whole time my mom I remember 201 202 203 on DSTV yeah. that, that <laughs> were, were functioning on the TV <laughs> doesn't matter what it was I remember watching ESPN growing up and yeah. just anything sports related and Word. just reading anything about sports and geez I, I remember like just doing uh, you know, like deep dives into players' history. Edgar Davids, mm. he was like one of my yeah. favorite players. I don't know why I liked him. I just really liked him. <laughs> the glasses. The player with glasses. <laughs> I, mean, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, pretty <laughs> he's red hair, you know, it's just, mm. that's what really, uh, I think, you know, football was, it's obviously always been a, a global game. And, yeah. and yeah, it was, it's really grown a lot in South Africa over the last, 20 years in terms of like the, the English Premier League influence. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it's always been there, but I think it's really been emphasized with, with TV and and stuff like that. I mean, we even see La Liga now have their own offices in South Africa. And oh, really? That's just how, yeah, that's just how the game is. Oh, there. Where and, are they? Yeah, they're in Joburg. Um, yeah, so they've got a they're stationed here. Um, I actually am part of their fantasy league team of they've got a fantasy league um game uh, okay. with marca la liga yeah. and they've got a SA, they've got a sa group um so i've learned a lot of through la liga with that yeah. um, <laughs> I, i'm actually in first place at the moment so hey. fingers, fingers, fingers crossed that's where i end at the end of the season i'm pretty competitive so, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just to get back to your your question yeah just that's basically how my football journey started. It's not a, I won't say there's a, a precise day, but mm. you know, like I said, I always pointed back to 2002, that PlayStation game really mm. piqued my interest in, in football. And from there, it's just been no looking back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of, I've noticed like a lot of people, um, I don't know if you consider yourself a millennial or Gen Z, but like, just like this part of, part of this era, like you play FIFA, first you play FIFA and then you get into to football. Like that's, that's usually how it goes, you know? And yeah, shout out, shout out to EA Sports, man. That's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, the greatest, big shout out to them. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the greatest sport, the greatest game ever, man. All right, I'm glad, I'm glad that you're an Arsenal fan, man. Uh, yeah, I don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of those, man. Uh, I'm an Arsenal fan too, obviously. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a major Arsenal fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Dennis Bergkamp, uh, Thierry Henry, mm -hmm. all those guys, Saul Campbell, uh, Jens Lehmann, all those guys, you know. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, now it's not so good. Uh, what do you actually make of like? What do you make of like what's happening now with the club? Arteta coming in, you know. Yeah, all I this mean, change happening. It's, it's difficult. I mean, I, I think we've been a bit 
I mean, it's harsh to say, but we've been a bit of a laughing stock in terms of the, <laughs> the, the top six teams over the last few seasons. You know, we've, we've had Spurs reach the Champions League final. Sure. Yeah, even though we can still laugh at them because, <laughs> you know, they're still not winning any trophies. Um, we can't brush aside the fact that they've probably been better than us for the past few years, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it hurts, you know, as a, as a, as an Arsenal fan to see Tottenham and you know above you on the lo- uh, league standings, even though they're not winning trophies and we still win, you know, won the FA Cup last season. You want to be the FA Cup's great, and you know Arsenal the most successful team in FA Cup history. Yeah. But you want to be challenging for the league, and mm-hmm. yeah, a club like Arsenal should be. And you want to be mm-hmm. in the Champions League final, not yeah. just once in your history. You know, if you think of Liverpool, should have won that game, were, by the way, man. Yeah, they even I that, that's one of the games I can't rewatch. Like it's that that game I can never rewatch. Uh-huh. The and obviously the '99 Cricket World Cup semi-final loss against Australia. Like that's Ooh. another one um, that I can just yeah don't even talk to them about. That. <laughs> um, and Arsenal's 2006 final loss to Barcelona is another. Even though I, I loved a lot of those Barcelona players that were in that team, mm. um, I just I don't want to. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those games that really, it really hurts. You know, it's like, and also obviously being a Sharks fan, the 2007 Super Rugby final against the Bulls. That's another one. I just, those three games, I never want to watch. Ish. I never want to think about it. Um, <laughs> they really hurt. Um, but yeah, like currently Arsenal, it's difficult because, you know, you, you keep up with the, pl- the teams these days. You know, you need, not only investments, but you need smart investments. And I think we've Thanks. made a lot of dumb decisions. You know, a guy like Ozil giving him a new contract and, and being on that type of wages and then not playing him okay. is just, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, even though I was like, in the end, I was like, just get Ozil out of the club. Yeah, yeah, um, it's Ish. It just, when you've got this guy on this on this wage, rather just play him, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what is the use of a guy being on that type of money and having him in the stands? It just, it sours the dressing room. Mm. And I think, you know, we, we've got a good core now, a young core that mm-hmm. I just hope we build on because the problems have been, you know, and that was in the end, the real demise of Arsene Wenger. And I think that's one of the topics you'd like to discuss. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we can, yeah. bring, can bring that up right now. Of course, is, of course. You know, selling your best players. In the end of the day, you know, Arsenal... We're starting to get labeled as a selling club and yeah. uh, you know a club of arsenal stature shouldn't be a selling club we should be attracting the big players and i think we're starting to do that mm-hmm. a guy like thomas party coming yeah. to the club i think was a big boost big um deal. and and but we've got to look the thing about arsenal is we've always had a we've always liked to pride ourselves on our academy mm-hmm. i think we've got a good young core coming through now guys like saka and smithrow mm-hmm. okay martinelli didn't come through our, our academy but we signed I mean, back then when Arsene Wenger just started, we always signed very good in terms of young players. You think of Anelka and you think of Henri. Fabregas. Fabregas, I mean, gee, the the best probably. Uh, My favorite Arsenal player. In terms of young young signings, I mean, yeah, I mean, I loved Fabregas. And and him going to Chelsea still hurts a lot. Um, That was like out of his hands though, I think. Yeah, look, I think the thing for Wenger was we had first say on where he goes after Barca. So we had yeah. a, what do they call it? Like not a buyback clause, like, but like a first say in, yeah. in first refusal. First refusal. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So having bought Ozil from Real Madrid, 
it, it was difficult because yeah, you have two players, okay, they don't necessarily play the same game, but they're both, you know, playmakers in the end of the day, getting assists for your True. team. So how do you have both of them in the same team? Mm. And you want, you know, it, it will look bad, you know, when you've got, it look bad, I think, for Ozil, or um, it will be a slap, bit of a slap of a face in, in Ozil's face if um, you bring Fabregas back, even though I just thought, rather just get him and then go to... <laughs> Chelsea, you know, because yeah. now he goes to Chelsea and they win the league that season. And I one, mean, two Premier Leagues just, with Chelsea, man, yeah. that hurts. Man. It was yeah. just, it, it hurts a lot. And then, you know, you have, I mean, now even today, um, having Giroud at, at Chelsea, it, it, I just can't understand why we'd sell players to rivals. It's the biggest <laughs> mistake you can make. Then Percy obviously was the biggest mistake of all of them, considering. He helped Man United to the league that next season. True. Um, so it's just that's the biggest frustration for me um, of the of the Wenger era is is just like I, I know it's it's got reasons behind it. I mean, moving into the new stadium, moving yeah. away from Highbury. Yeah. Uh, he worked miracles with a really mediocre team. Yeah. I mean, I, if you just time. think if you th if you think back of of some of the our best the players, players we were probably yeah. I mean. Okay, yes, we had guys like Arshavin and Nazri, but they were not top, you know, top, top, top tier top, players. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were like maybe elite players, but not top tier players. Mm -hmm. So it's he worked miracles with a really uh, mediocre teams and he signed really well. I mean, he had like guys like Ramsey that came in and was really yeah. good, even though a lot of the Arsenal fans didn't like him for a lot of the time at, at first because mm -hmm. uh, he was quite inconsistent. I think. You know, he, we really missed him a lot the last few seasons, and he's a really good player. And but yeah, that's a, I think that's been that was probably the demise of Wenger. Is just even though it wasn't always in his own hands, I think mm -hmm. the owners haven't didn't do him a lot of favors in terms of signings. But Fox yeah, Stan Kroenke, I man. think Fuck, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just so he's just so. Uh, he's just so occupied of his NFL team. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh my God. Um, you know, he's like the rich. I think he's like the, I know he's the third richest owner in the Premier League. He's like top 10 in the world as well, man. And it just doesn't make sense. Like when you think like an owner is the 10th richest owner in football or like amongst the yeah. top 10 richest owners in the world and you're, you're subjecting Arsene Wenger to sign people like the Nielsen and, 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 Yaya Sunogo and Shamak, oh my fucking God. Like we could have, we could have done so much better. We could have done yeah. so much better. But yeah, man. So I, I put the blame more than anybody on, on, on Kronky. Um, and I realized that after Wenger left, because a long time, like I, I didn't, like I was Wenger out. I just wanted him out. I, I hated like going to Anfield and losing 4-0 and, and, and going to Chelsea and losing 6-1. And like, it's just painful. Like I hate that. So. And when I saw Emery come in and, and I see like with Arteta now, like we like we're still having to subject ourselves to like penny pinching and stuff. And I don't like that, especially when you have yeah. so much money, man. Like, oh, dude, it's yeah, it's frustrating. It's yeah. frustrating. So so I understand what you mean. It's but yeah, but I, I'll put I'll put most of the, the blame on 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 definitely Stan Kroenke, man. I, I want a new moment. That's more than anything. Oh, I just want him to invest more. Like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the signs are there that we, we're starting to invest more. I um, mean, you know, spending 50 mil on, on Thomas Party and True. obviously over the past few years, he spent big money on, on Obama Young and on like Z. Pepe. So, 
uh, Pepe obviously can't forget that big money on him. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, I think the signs are there that we're starting to do that, and it's going to take time with Arteta. You know, I think he, there's a good coach there. Mm-hmm. I think he was a bit overhyped at some stage, just because <laughs> a lot of. I mean, I, I love Arteta, but people saying that he's Guardiola's water boy. It made me laugh. Eh? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, oh, oh, people's his. You people's his water boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, when he beat him in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just it takes time, and the Premier League is so competitive. Yeah, true, and, and we've seen that this season, just how Liverpool are really struggling, which is just insane to think. I know mm. they've had injuries, but mm. um, it's just but that makes you appreciate Wenger a bit more, considering yeah, it does, it does. seasons after season that he qualified us for the Champions League with really average players. You think back Thanks. and think, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been. You know, Wenger was always going to leave, I think, when he wanted to leave, and he, mm-hmm. and he did that. Mm-hmm. But you would have been more appreciative of his final years than instead of, you know, thinking of negatives the whole time. Yeah, true. And I think, thinking back now, you know, you're very thankful for what Wenger achieved. Mm-hmm. I just wish, really, we won the Champions League at least once oh with him. And with that team, you know, it would have yeah. put a lot of demons to bed. And... Ish. It's going to take time for us to get to that level, but I think we can achieve it. If you think of, you know, how Jurgen Klopp was able to turn Liverpool around Facts. because of smart investment and, Facts. you know, trust from the owners. If we can get the same Arteta over a period of time, I think, you know, who, who knows? It's, football is so unpredictable. True. We can, we can be up there again in the next few seasons. Facts, facts. Okay, would you rather have us been, would you have rather kept the Invincibles? And not won the Champions League or won that Champions League and must not really be invincible? It's so difficult, that that question. I've seen it pop <laughs> up on Twitter before. <laughs> the thing is, for me, is like the Invincibles almost, it's like Arsenal's marquee thing, right? Okay, you think about, you know, all teams, okay, you know, you think Liverpool, they've got their sixth Champions League. You think Man United, they've got the treble of 99. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, all the teams, you think Tottenham? They, they, I think Tottenham had the, they were the first team to win the that the, the double FA Cup and yeah the first division double. You know they've all got their their thing, mm. and I think the thing for Arsenal is that invincible season. But <laughs> you know I think as the years go by and we don't win a Champions League, mm-hmm. um, you think back and think maybe I would rather take the Champions League. Um, because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> especially when especially when Chelsea won the Champions League in 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 Germany against Bayern mm-hmm. it was and I have a lot of um friends that are Chelsea supporters mm-hmm. and you just think damn it if we had just won once you mm-hmm. know at least because it's almost like it doesn't matter if you win it once or 20 times it's like you've won it so now you yeah. now, yeah. you, now you you know because i mean <laughs> nottingham forest and aston villa haven't been yeah. close to what they were but they still got champions Tell league, league trophies like, you know what can you say about them you can't <laughs> can't bad mouth i mean as ours as the board i can't even bad mouth nottingham forest <laughs> they have a champions like, league yeah i mean like what the hell it's like it hurts you know it hurts all right okay i i think I don't know, like you said, like it's it's kinda of tricky to pick, like, but I think I'd lean more towards the the, the 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 Invincibles, the gold trophy, you know, because nobody else has done that. Like 
ever. Even in top, yeah. even in the top five European leagues, like it's very hard to contest. If like off the top of my head, I can only think of Conte that's done that with Juve in 2011, yeah. 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Barca came very close one season, I think, and they lost to Levante. Oh yeah, yeah, recently, quite recently, actually. Yeah, it's quite recently. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember that. So yeah, it's, but it's, it's a quite very a, difficult thing to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think I think that yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, just to just to just to finish off on Wenger, like I think you're right. I think if I had known what was to come, I would have definitely been more appreciative. Obviously, yeah, hindsight is 2020, but yeah, man, he 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 really he really did did the most with with what he had, the resources that he had. But yeah, man, I just think about how our 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 history would have changed if we had gone into the Emirates like European champions, you know, like. Henri should have buried some of those chances, but you know that's neither here or there. You know, <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we just bygones. We'll just let bygones be bygones. Um, yeah. yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think is actually going to win the Champions League this season? This season, excuse me. Who are the front runners? Um, jeez, it's I don't. Know. I mean, I haven't watched PSG against Barca. I mean, I know Barca have not been what they. Have been over the last ten years, even though they they're doing well in La Liga again now of mm-hmm. recent uh, in recent weeks. Um, you know PSG with Mbappe, uh, Pochettino obviously having reached a Champions League final before. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayern Munich looks so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's uh, obviously romped to the title last season. <laughs> um, what they did to Barcelona is just like wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think those those two probably are our favorites. Um but Not giving City a, a shot. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to mention Manchester City now. Okay. It's just they need to prove me wrong because I think over the last few seasons you think back and you think your Manchester City are going to win it now. They're going mm. to win, surely they'll win it now. They lose <laughs> to, to Monaco. Ish. They lose to you know teams that they shouldn't yeah. be losing to. True. And I think that's really that wants Pep Guardiola. I mean, you look at the Premier League table now and think, you know, we probably just need to win the last six of our last eleven games, and then you know we're so, fine. There's no way yeah. Manchester United. These teams are too inconsistent. Will catch us. So he's true. His focus will definitely be on on the Champions League, and he's won it before, so he knows how to do it. But true. Instead, he's won it with Manchester City. I think. Yeah, you will feel that he hasn't proven himself, even though you know the money's always been there. It's just yeah. you need to go and win it now. You yeah. need to go and win that. That's the one trophy Manchester City want. That's what the the, the oil money wants. That's what the investors <laughs> want. You know, they, they want that Champions League. They, okay, another Premier League title. So great, you know. We yeah. but the thing is for them is they want to be on. Yes, they want to be on the Bayern Juventus trend of winning four, five, six Premier Leagues in a row or Serie mm. A or whatever titles mm. in a row, but. It's it's a bit useless winning all those in a row, and I think Juventus are also at that stage now, even though they're not at the best right now, mm-hmm. where they're, they're kicking themselves, having mm-hmm. lost two finals of recent times, not winning a Champions League. Because you look back and you think, you know, if you look 50 years from now, if you look back and you think, oh, this great Juventus team from the 2010s under Conte and Allegri, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to think, yeah, they were great in Italy, but yes, they reached two finals of the Champions League, but mm-hmm. they never won. So, oh, they were yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing for Pep. He needs to go win a Champions League now. I think one City have won, we have won a Champions League, or reached just reach a final for once. Yeah. <laughs> final. Then at least I think. 
they can build on that. And but this season is definitely there for the taking for them because you know even Bayern have been pretty inconsistent in, in the Bundesliga of late. Um, they seem to to drop games where they shouldn't, even yeah. though they do. They usually bring it when they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris Saint Germain also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they've got great individual stars, but I think they're there for the taking. I just think Manchester City as a unit, if if Aguero can come back now and score Ish. goals, yeah, it's a big then, you know, it's going to be very difficult. That defense of theirs is just insane, and the players they have all seem to be peaking at the right time. So, true, true, true. Yeah, I was actually, I mean, probably I read- those three okay okay yeah i'm not mad at that i wouldn't disagree with any of that oh i read a stat not read a stat but they were showing uh a chart of like european teams like in the history of of european football like to have gone on unbeaten streaks in like for as long as city have so like 20 games like 20 games and of all those teams like they had all won champions league van hals yeah. van hals 95 ix um Rijkaard's, uh Rijkaard's Barcelona, fuck, uh, and what's the other one? Uh, the Bayern Munich team of, of last season, you know, and uh, and they 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 they've won the equivalent, like they've won, they've and they're unbeaten in twenty games. So of those teams, yeah. like they they're the only ones that don't like, and the seven like AX teams from like the seventies, and of those teams, like they're the only ones that don't have a European trophy. So I don't know, man. Maybe it's an omen. I think maybe they'll win it. This is their best chance, I think, with 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 yeah. what they have going on but like you said we always think like yo this is city's chance this is city's chance um but yeah man they, they've had like a really solid a really solid window um as far as recruiting and just assembling like a team to be so so dope um ruben diaz man i'm so impressed man like he's ridiculously good i didn't think he was i didn't think and he brought the best out of john stones as well which i think is also very an underrated trait so yeah man that's that's like the signing of the season like in football for me if i can say oh, and peter shalulina but yeah that's 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 like <laughs> ruben diaz definitely he's, he's, he's up there man. yeah I think he's immense i mean if you think of all the plaudits that virgil van dyke got mm. um you know for what he brought to to liverpool and how people were losing their shit about van dyke yeah. rightfully <laughs> so i mean him and allison changed liverpool around you know because True. I think after that final where carriers uh, fucked up, yeah. they thought, you know, what do we need to change to make this team? I mean, obviously lost to a great Real Madrid team. Mm-hmm. What do we need to change to make this team European champions? And it was goalkeeper and a, and a centre-back. And, you know, those two came in and were the perfect fit. And I know Ellison is going through the dip now, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's, there's no doubting his quality. Yeah, he's, he's really um, good But... I think Diaz has brought that same stability to City and he's still so young and Thanks. you know it's if he's he's been I mean City have been trying to yeah. sign a centre back <laughs> I mean if it was anyone to be on the level of Vincent company yeah uh, I mean Vincent was a bit um unlucky of injuries through his career but he was obviously an exceptional player mm-hmm. um they've they've really I mean if you just think of Demichelis and Otamendi Mangala cheapest <laughs> i mean uh, and all the money they spent <laughs> and you know, mm. it's the one part where which city just couldn't get right mm-hmm. edison i think's always been you know the the great signing i mean mm-hmm. i think they sorted the goalkeeper when claudio bravo went through that real bad patch yeah. they, they sorted that 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 problem out quickly edison mm-hmm. brought that i mean his distribution is unbelievable 
Kule like talk about we talk about Kune's <laughs> distribution 101 and I think Edison I mean he's right up there um, yeah I mean that pass for for Gundogan against Spurs, Spurs I mean, yeah, just, so big oh, it's just insane <laughs> I think that's one thing they they've been lacking is like a, a defensive partner because if you think back like I, I mean we like to think back but it's just our football th- you always want to base your argument on something you think mm-hmm. back and think you know great European teams they always had two good center backs you know True. you think of the great man united vidic and ferdinand you know you go even further and you think of nesta and maldini etc there's always a that's i mean it's like building a foundation you can't yeah. build a house without a foundation you need it i mean it doesn't help you've got this great attacking unit but your goalkeeper flops every day, you know <laughs> so Yeah, I think that's what they got right. Uh Liverpool got right and now City's got that right too. So, yeah, they've got they've got a great team and yeah, man, they will be up there. Definitely. Um yeah, awesome. I think for me, I think that's the best that's the play of the season in the Premier League at least. Even, yeah, like I said in Europe, I think that's like the play of the season, but as far as the Prem is concerned, I think he's good. I think he's the best, you know. I think he should get Premier League play of the season. I mean, Bruno, I think Bruno probably will, but If in a, in a, in an ideal world I think Ruben Ruben Dias should should probably get that award. Look, it's if they only they only be fair probably thinking about um you know how they were praising Van Dijk's influence on on Liverpool. Um sure. and he brought the stability they needed. Okay, Ruben Dias I think he missed the first few games. He only arrived from Benfica. Mm-hmm. I think a few games into the season, but I mean you can see is as soon as he steps into the team, City's form turned around. Yeah, and obviously Gundogan has been good in the last few weeks okay. um yeah, so I think he, he'll be player of the month probably yeah. and then but Bruno Fernandes I mean yeah yeah I mean he'll probably he's probably Diaz is I think Diaz is probably Bruno Fernandes let's put it, put it that way rather Diaz <laughs> is probably Bruno Fernandes' biggest competition because I think yeah. Bruno is first at this point in time I mean he scored 15 goals I think it is as of today mm-hmm. Um, assists, but he's also had that same impact that Diaz van Dijk has had on their clubs. True. I mean, he's just brought something completely different to Man United. Um, and if they can bring the right pieces around around him and also sort out their defense, I mean, I think they thought Harry Maguire would be their van Dijk. Uh, Psych. It's not, it's not, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, But and obviously it doesn't help that the gear has not been the, the gear that we know. And mm-hmm. but you know that comes with confidence as well. When you've got confidence in your defense, I think you become a better goalkeeper as well. Um, it's not an excuse for some of the mistakes he's made. True. But Bruno, Bruno is right up there. I think you know he's just what he's brought to Man United and inconsistency he's shown. Um, And you know we like to make fun of these penandes. <laughs> All the great players score penalties. That's true. just how it is. True, true, true. Yeah, um, Ronaldo also gets stick for scoring penalties. So. Hey, someone needs to take them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Just, yeah. That, I mean, Messi. If Messi could have just buried some of the penalties he's missed in his career, he would have mm-hmm. won a lot more. True, true, true. Um, so <coughs> welcome. <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a discussion for another day. Um yeah, so I think yeah, Diaz as Fernandez that's probably a good call. There's probably someone I'm missing off the top of my head. Um Gundogan, yeah. Um, again and Spur, you know, it's difficult because there's been a lot of players that have shown, you know, level of consistency. I mean, Son and Kane went through 
True. went through a bit where they were really good. Right. I mean, Son especially was just yeah. insane. Yeah. But it's obviously dipped off for a while. And I think for me, for me, to be player of the season, you have to be 35 to 38 games. You, have, you need to have played at least. Mm-hmm. And you need to have been consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the season, if, if Diaz goes on like he does and Fernandez goes on like he does, then they'll mm-hmm. be they'll be up there. The top two. Sure. I did. The only, the only um, like exclamation, or not exclamation, asterisk I'd put on Bruno's Bruno's name is that he doesn't perform in big games, you know. And that's not entirely his fault. Um, but you'd like a player of that, like for, for, for the caliber of player he is or that you you, you you think he is, you'd want to assume that he can do it against like the Arsenal's and the Chelsea's and the, and the, and the Liverpool's and yeah, the big teams, you know, but one goal, a penalty of, of all things, you know, in a 6-1 yeah. loss, like, dude, that's that's not it. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, they play Man City, when do they play? This weekend, right? Man yeah, City tomorrow. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe he proves us wrong. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he puts... I mean, if Diaz puts Fernandez in his pocket, then I think it's game over. Hey. But uh, <laughs> if Fernandez turns up and he has a good game, then you know I think he would have, you know, put a lot of doubters to bed. True. And um, I mean, especially with the the form that City is on right now, it won't be the first time that that United win against all odds against Manchester City. Manchester City. True. True. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Um, and speaking of United and good players uh a player that's found like really 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 good form as of late well he's not a united player anymore but he's really good as of late uh, the past two seasons Romelu Lukaku um I've been so impressed with with the way he's been playing uh the goals he's getting I mean like he's up there with Ronaldo I think he has 18 goals in Serie A right now if I'm not mistaken uh I might have to double check that yeah um, but no, it yeah. Is 18. 18 okay cool yeah and he's just scoring all the time like it's ridiculous so I don't know like I think I don't know right now I think he's the for me like he's he's definitely in the conversation for being the best striker in Europe I don't know maybe you you can you can tell me you can share like maybe you don't share the same sentiment yeah, I mean <laughs> I wish I wish I watched uh Serie A more often but um you know just looking at the stats and I think he was player of the month now for um uh, for Syria yeah um 18 goals yeah. uh incredible um he's just been the thing is with Lukaku, we always knew he was this good there. Yeah, true. I mean, if you think of his international stats, I think he's already yes. Belgium's all-time leading scorer. He's got, he I is. think, over 50 goals for them. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's like 27, he's got over, 26 or something. He's got over 100 Premier League goals. People forget that. He's got over Dude. 100 Premier League goals. Dude. He was... I think Man United and Everton fans would take him back today. Easily. You think so? I mean, if, yeah, why not? <laughs> Why not? That guy is, is, is on his day, he's unstoppable. And I know there's a lot of frustrations, especially people making fun about his first touch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lukaku is a is a born natural born killer. He's a finisher. Mm. He's just, I mean, he's a goal machine. And he's proving that with Inter today. And maybe the Serie A just suits him. Um, True. But, you know, he, he's just, I just think he's just severely underrated. In terms of the caliber of play he really is i think a lot of people think he's not good at all mm-hmm. but if you just look at the stats and you know you're a bit more woke you'll see mm. that this guy's a <laughs> i think he's i mean geez he, his goal returns are just insane this season and 
you know, if, if he helps Inter to the Serie A title and breaking that Juventus stranglehold and mm-hmm. and winning again, you know, winning it over Milan, who were leading mm-hmm. for most of the season, it yeah. it'll put them right in the spotlight with Lewandowski as you know one the best striker in, in Europe at this point in time, and he's definitely one of the form players in in Europe, mm-hmm. and he deserves all the reward that he gets because I think. You know, like I said, his his stats and his achievements. Just because he hasn't won much, you know, it's one of those things again. You know, yeah. he hasn't. Harry Kane vibes. I think he's only won, he has only won an FA Cup in his yeah. career. So. But you know, some some players only peak when they when they're a bit older, and maybe he goes on a run there. And I hope he does over the next five years and really fills his trophy cabinet because a caliber player like he is, that he is, he should be winning trophies and he deserves to. Yeah, big facts, big facts. Um, yeah, like like you said, like people don't realize, like he has over a hundred Premier League goals, and he, and he was playing for like West Brom and Everton and and okay United at the end. Um, but that's yeah, still Chelsea. Ridiculous. Obviously, how can I forget okay, about Chelsea? Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea. I mean, if you think of Chelsea's forwards now and how reliant they are on a guy like Giroud, mm. um, a guy like Lukaku might 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 do well there, and I you know I think with his pace and power. It just doesn't make sense to me that he won't thrive in the Premier League right now. Yes, he had that when he was younger, but I think he's he's becoming more accomplished. Yeah. So I won't be surprised if he makes a return to the Premier League one day, True. Um, especially in the next two years when he's really on top of his game. And I hope he does because I think he's got a lot of unfinished business in the Premier League. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be happy for him if he if he comes and and yeah really performs it's actually funny you mentioned that because i was watch, i was reading a, a story on the athletic um and they were talking about like aguero leaving like the the possibility of aguero leaving and potential replacements and obviously Haaland was at the top of that list but they were saying yeah. like yeah city like and pep like they really appreciate lukaku like they could bring him in soon and apparently inter like are going through like a bit of a financial like yeah. situation so yeah. yeah he might he might be back soon and for city of all clubs you know so Ah, uh, that's yeah, that's that's a scary prospect in my opinion. But. Yeah, very scary. I think if Lukaku was there and really on top of his game, wow, City could be really unstoppable. Because yeah, like you said, Aguero, obviously a club legend at City, their all-time leading scorer. But you know, injuries have really troubled him of late. And I think the the thing for Aguero is he always wanted to go back to Argentina. I think towards the end of his career, mm. I think he's that type of guy. Um, you know, very down to earth type of fella. Mm. <laughs> and I think his that was always his plan. And I think, you know, it might be coming to that point where injuries is catching up with his career. I mean, but he, he also would like to w- win. I think if he wins the Champions League this season, he'll feel like, okay. Yeah, I've done enough. Yeah, may, yeah, fair enough. Maybe it's time <laughs> for me. Because a guy like Aguero can't be, can't be riding the bench. You know what I'm saying? He's just too good. True. Rather go to Argentina, you know, play for Boca or River Plate or whatever yeah, he wants yeah, to play yeah. for. And go and, you know, go spend the last, I mean, even go to uh, Qatar and get money, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't think he's got anything to prove. I mean, his strike rate is just phenomenal. And who would ever forget that call in the final day against QPR? I mean, Ooh. he's got a lot of accolades already. And I think he's achieved a lot in his career. So I don't think he's got anything to prove. So do you, I mean, Jesus has really st- st- uh, stood up and of late. True. Um, but I think they need someone else as well, you know, just yeah. to to keep him on his toes. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Lukaku could be that guy. And 
if they feel Haaland is maybe just not right yet and maybe the price is out of range because that's mm. the thing in the end of the day you know mm. City might be able to get Lukaku like you said for a cut price because mm. of financial situation mm. much like they did with um, Ferran Torres at true Valencia. yeah yeah so thanks. yeah who knows eh? I mean Lukaku I'd, I'd like to see him back in the Premier League I, yeah. think, I think he's a guy that could, could reach 200 Premier League goals if he you think comes so? back mm. I mean okay. he's what on 130 now I think yeah he's yeah yeah what, 87 Okay. Three, three, three or four good years in the Premier League, he can do it. He can definitely do it. Yeah, and he's not a dude that like really relies on his pace. I mean, he's very fast. He's, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. But yeah, yeah. Like he, he can just be like a guy in the box and just score lots of goals. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of Haaland, actually. Whoa, man. Um, I don't know. There's, a, there's this narrative in the media that's developing between, between Haaland versus Mbappe. Um, they were I'm, I'm, I'm getting like because you know uh, Messi and Ronaldo are, st- are like reaching the twi- I mean we always say they're reaching the twilight of, of, their, of their careers <laughs> but they're still performing at an extremely high level um, yeah. but yeah it feels like the media are trying to like kind of shift the focus slowly away from Ronaldo and Messi and like put the spotlight on Haaland and Mbappe do you think like it's do you think it's 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 do you think it's a it's a real thing, or do you think it's just a, a media agenda, just to like, you know, sell sell papers and, and sell headlines and all that clickbaity sort of shit? You know, like, is it yeah, genuine? Because I know Haaland, because yes. I know Haaland, like he said, like after he scored the hat trick at the camp, now he's like, okay, I need to turn up against Sevilla, and he he did. He scored two goals and he assisted. But do you think it's genuine, or yeah. do you think it's like kind of cooked up, if I can say that? Yeah, it's it's difficult to say. Um, you know, Mbappe and Haaland are still they're still so young. If you think of yeah, Mbappe's already won the World Cup. It's crazy to think that, True. and he's already scored so many goals. But so many it's goals. so difficult to replace Ronaldo and Messi. You know, because yes, Haaland and Mbappe have been good for one, two, three, four seasons. Mm-hmm. But you know, Messi and Ronaldo have been good for. 14, 15, 16 seasons. So be able to consider the next Messi and Ronaldo is very difficult. Nice. I think, but it, that is a journalistic narrative. Mm-hmm. Is you know you you're just looking for the next Ronaldo and Messi. It's yeah. just a natural thing to do because you're so scared of the day that both of them step out of the spotlight. Mm. And the thing is, it is it's it's sad to admit that they are slowly stepping out of the spotlight. You know, if you think sure. of what bars are going through okay they're on the copper final now they're pushing for la liga mm-hmm. um but then you go to juventus they struggling in the champions league yeah. they're struggling in Serie A, and you know ronaldo and messi they're still scoring yeah but you know it's once they leave barca and juve where do they go next and except if messi goes to man city and really performs mm-hmm. and he's also stepped out of the spotlight and I think, you know, Ronaldo, yes, he's a Juventus, this big club, but not being at Real Madrid, you're also a bit out of the spotlight, I feel. Um, and they're, yeah, I mean, they're still quality players. And it's just a natural thing to do is to look for their successes. Mm-hmm. And natural thing to do then is to look at the two best players, uh, young of the young, the younger generation, which is Haaland and Mbappe, probably. Um, and, you know, try and match them up against each other. It's just a the normal thing to do yes it's a bit of an agenda mm-hmm. but i think they've got the quality to to be 
I mean, there's been a lot of players. I mean, numerous players, hundreds of players in the last 15 years. It's been the next Ronaldo, or the next. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It was the same with the next Maradona, or the next Pele. I mean, true, true, you true. saw how many flops there were. It was, <laughs> it was only when Messi and Ronaldo came about, and I think for Mbappe and Haaland, maybe it's a good thing for them to to get matched up against each other because, like Ronaldo and Messi, they'll make each other better. True. And I think I hope they do that because you know it'd be great for for the game, even though I think it's becoming increasingly difficult to be a standout player because of just you know the modern game and how you know everyone has now got access to to, to you know to top of the range data and to top of the range nutrition. Mm. We know back in the day where you when you're a standout player, if you were doing something different, vastly different than then uh, your, your peers then you were going to stand out yeah. and i think it's becoming increasingly difficult because it's a, a lot more of a level playing field maybe not in terms of you know financial success at clubs but mm-hmm. you know there is the players it seems like anyone can beat anyone especially in the premier league like this season it's yeah. like really unpredictable and yeah it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to be a standout player but i think mbappe and Haaland have, have, have done that even through this difficult patch mm-hmm. of, of you know trying to be a star player mm. and yeah i think that it's it's so uh, they're still so young but i think they've got the potential to be a ronaldo messi type thing in five five years time but i just don't think we should get ahead of ourselves because no. you know one one great season you know doesn't make a career so <laughs> i just Thanks. but i think it's yeah it's it's just a natural thing to do and instead you know the day that Messi and Ronaldo step out of the spotlight for good it will be a sad day in football because I think you know we we don't completely appreciate what they've achieved and their stats are just it's just insane and yes doing it for PSG and Borussia Dortmund is great Mm. but can you do it for Barca and Real Madrid Madrid. yeah Mm. the two biggest clubs in the world you know maybe Okay, maybe Manchester United fans won't like me saying <laughs> Fuck um, them. Boss on real Boss on real are the, the, the benchmark. No, they, yeah, they are the standard. Um, they're the benchmark. I think everyone everyone wants to play for them. And and what Messi and Ronaldo achieved, I mean Ronaldo's scoring rate Real Madrid was just fucking insane. And, and and Messi, what he what he did that one year when he when he scored like what, eighty odd goals? What was it? That yeah. one year? I can't even remember the stats. I mean, he's got a lot of stats. Probably got a Wikipedia page of stats. Uh, I just, I just, I mean, I also fall, fell into the trap of of getting into that whole Ronaldo Messi thing, and mm. I, I always try to weigh themselves up. But the older you get, I think the wiser you get, and you think, Thanks. let's not, let's not, you know, compare. Let's Thanks. rather just individually enjoy both of them because man they they both had incredible club careers incredible mm. club careers which will be so difficult to replicate i mean for Haaland and Mbappe to get anywhere close to Messi and Ronaldo they need to score 20 plus goals for the rest of their career which is just insane to think mm. and, and can they do that in leagues that are a bit more competitive and yeah. which offenses are not as open mm. um well, wait and see, but it's exciting to have two prospects like them, and I think it's just natural that we we weigh them up against each other. But I just hope both of them succeed, and and yeah, that'll be it's exciting for the game. It's just it's it's great seeing two young players come up and and score like they do. 
It is, it is, it is. I must agree wholeheartedly, man. The older you get, you definitely begin to appreciate what Messi and Ronaldo, especially like as they are nearing the end, like, 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 yeah, like you said, we all used to fall in that trap of like, yeah, Ronaldo's better, Messi's better. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, they're both great and they're great in their own way, you know? Uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, so I think we just need to let it go. Um, more, I think, but I, I, in my opinion, I think, um, Haaland and Mbappe are more similar in that in that sense. Like they play kind of the same. Like they like running in behind. They 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 like in the box. Like they play sort of. They play more similar than Ronaldo and Messi do, if I can say that. So mm. I think it's easier to compare them in that way. Um, and like you said, yes, they they need to go to definitely a way more way more competitive leagues than Liga and the Bundesliga. You know, for as good as they are, they are not the best leagues in the world. They are the two worst, if I can say that, of the top five, if I, if I can mm. say. So, yeah, if, if they go to like a Serie A and they do what they do, or English Prem, that would be even more impressive. Um, but yeah, yeah, La Liga, La Liga and La Liga, Real yeah, Madrid think, and Barcelona. Yeah, it's difficult sure. at this point in time to imagine Mbappe in the Premier League. I, I see him as a natural Madrid Barcelona <laughs> type player. <laughs> Where Haaland with his physique and his the thing is, I mean, both of them have got extraordinary pace. Mm. But Haaland's, I mean, his natural size just makes me think this Premier guy will, will do well in the Premier League. But yeah. then again, I mean, if Real Madrid and Barca come knocking, then yeah. what the hell can you do? <laughs> <laughs> you can't really say no. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to say no. Oh man, okay, no, it's, it's, it's great to, 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 to say that. Speaking of Real Madrid and and and, and big players, um, yeah, man, I feel like we're we're nearing the end of like the the second the second Galacticos sort of era. You know, Ramos is nearing the end of his contract. Uh, Modric yeah. is getting super old. Cruz is getting super old. Marcelo's like not playing anymore. Like, yeah, man, you know, Benzema's also getting super old like that. That era of the second era of Galacticos, like it's 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 fading, and they were super successful. Like yo, ridiculously, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. They've done they done what nobody else would do. They they won the Champions League back to back, and then they won it again a third time, which is just insane to think. Um, and I still think we don't appreciate. We're only gonna ever appreciate it like way later in life. Um, so it's insane, man. Uh, yeah, I mean to that guy that argued with me about Benzema. A few years ago, I hope that. What did guy, he say? Yeah, I hope he listens to the show. <laughs> Telling me Benzema is overrated. I was like, man, you don't no understand. Way. Go look at Benzema's stats. That no. guy is quality, and he's had a huge share in Real Madrid's second Galactica wave and the success they achieved. Mm. I mean, and he, them winning the La Liga last season was basically was him. down to him, him and Ramos. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know if Benzema was listening to that guy, but uh, <laughs> oh, I'll man. never forget that. But, yeah, just to talk on that quickly, I think the second Galacticos. Now, once Ronaldo left, because mm-hmm. he was obviously the marquee signing of the Galacticos mm-hmm. with Kaká, and um, yeah, okay, Bale came afterwards, and he was yeah. a bit more expensive than Ronaldo, even though yeah. Real didn't want to say that because <laughs> they wanted Ronaldo to be the highest. still be the guy, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think once Ronaldo left, that was the start of the end. Obviously, guys like Cruz and Modric are still around, and Ramos mm-hmm. struggled with injury this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just 
the thing is, Real will always get another Galacticas. But like you say, what they <laughs> achieve, what, what they achieve, what the second Galacticas achieved, um, mm. that was just insane. Was it four Champions Leagues? Yeah, in five um, years, Jesus. It's just, it's insane. And like I said just before, this in a competitive era where there's a lot of good players and a lot of good teams. Mm. Um, you know, you think of Bayern during this era where there was the Barcelona, the Bayern. Mm. Even the Juventus, mm. um, you have a team that is so dominant in the Champions League, you know, beating a great Liverpool team, mm. you know, beating a great Juventus team, beating a great Atletico Madrid team. It's just, um, it's unprecedented. And it's, it's yeah, insane. it's insane. We, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. And it's, yeah, like you say, I think they are, they're nearing the end now. And um, yeah, Real have really struggled for consistency this season. Um, shh, shh, shh. It's weird because it's, <laughs> as long as they're in the Champions League, you always think, "Fuck, they can still win." Yeah. <laughs> facts. <laughs> that is facts. That is facts. Um, but yeah, obviously, it wasn't always like that. Like for for them to be successful in this in this era in the 2010s, there had to be a trial era, you know. And I feel like yeah. Florentino Perez he tried that with the first Galacticos with. Yeah. Figo and Zidane and Raul and Beckham and Roberto Carlos yeah. and all those guys. So they obviously didn't they didn't even touch the success that these guys um have, have achieved. So I wanted to like pick your brain like why do you think they didn't work out like that? Why do you think cuz they're quite like dude though Ballon d'Or like Figo Ballon d'Or yeah, obviously. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ron- oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, R9, yeah. they're like three Ballon d'Or winners in that at Beckham yeah. came like second one year. So Look, like... they won the Champions League in 2000, 2002. Okay, yeah, Beckham wasn't there yet. Beckham only came in 2003 and I think Ronaldo also only came then um, in 2003. Zizou obviously scored the goal in the 2002 final that we always remember. So they had some success, but I think Beckham only won one La Liga title in his four yeah. years. Now, obviously, Michael Owen was also there. Oh, Michael about Owen too. Another Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Uh, true. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it doesn't always work, these things, just because you, th- I mean, I remember they, I read an article about this and I told you before I watched something on, I think it was Tifa Football. Oh, they were oh the Beckham the first, thing. Yeah, the Beckham thing. Which is cr- crazy. Eh? Like, yeah. it's so insane. Like, Perez, yes, he had his his thoughts were on let's try and win trophies but if we can do the marketing right we can get real madrid out of the depth mm. there and and touring you know asia with beckham was such a big star after the 2002 world cup yeah and what he was at you know dating a spice girl yeah. just the, the the brand appeal he had was just it was second to none so that was the masterstroke from perez i think you know putting real madrid in the global spotlight like that mm. in terms from a you know, financial point of view and, and marketing point of view and brand point of view. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was that was a masterstroke. And yes, they didn't achieve the success they they could have mm-hmm. um, from on the playing field. But I think from from the, from off the field, they achieved what they wanted to most definitely. True. Um, but they should have definitely won more on the field with the players they had. Mm-hmm. Um, difficult to say what exactly went wrong but i mean if you look at like if i can use a basketball analogy is like when you know my, the miami heat was built with lebron and, and chris Bosch and dwayne D-Wade, yeah. they 
they were successful, but they weren't as successful as they should have been. I mean, losing to the Mavericks in the final, mm. and they should have. I mean, remember LeBron saying, "We're gonna win back to back." Yeah, back to back. We're gonna win one <laughs> to three. Two, you know, <laughs> and the only one that was with two in the end. So I think that's just how it was with, with Real Madrid. Just because you're throwing all these big names together doesn't mean okay, yeah, we're going to win now. You know, you still need to sign smart, and they lost Claude Makélélé to Chelsea, who was a very important player to Real Madrid in terms of just playing in front of the defense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had a great goalkeeper in Ica, but I think a lot of people felt they should have spent more money on the defensive side defense, of things. And definitely. yeah, it's it's you know if if you've got all these attacking weapons, you still need to you know you can't play all of them at the same time. Yeah. It's impossible. There needs so, to be cohesion. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's probably what we. It's difficult. I mean, I didn't watch La Liga as much then, back then. Yeah. And, you know, I've tried to obviously read about, um, you know, the first Galactico era, but mm. it's difficult to, to put your finger on one thing. That's just how unpredictable football is. You know, you can you can buy players, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. Yes, it improves your chances of being successful, but the, your best player could come and you can pick up an injury and he's out for a year. But, you know, trial and error, it worked for yeah. them the second time and it worked pretty well. For <laughs> <laughs> Champions League, there's no, no joke. I would, uh, I would no joke. gladly, I would gladly take one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man, it's crazy, man. But yeah, like you said, man, I think he was prioritizing the 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 the, the debt that that Sanz has, that Lorenzo Sanz had put Real Madrid in. You know, he was trying to make them a marketable team, and and the Beckham signing definitely did that. Like you said, dating a Spice Girl, just being David Beckham. You know, um, I mean, that, Beckham looks good in anything. In I mean, anything, <laughs> rub, he can put a rubbish bag on him. The guy's like, damn, this guy looks good. You know, he it's looks just good. good. It's bloody unfair, to be honest. Uh, I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> yeah, and it's because he was so marketable. I think it, 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 it made. Because I read, um, you know, Steve McManaman. He wrote. He has a book, and yeah. I read like sort of some like an, an an insert from it. He was saying that the Beckham thing. It kind of. It kind of it was a it was a blessing and a disguise. It was a it was a blessing and a curse also because a curse in the sense that they weren't really focused on the football aspect of it. You know, like like he yeah. said, uh, like they were like you said they went to Asia and in playing all these friendlies when in fact like they could have just been, you know, just going really hard in Madrid or like playing like really competitive games. You know, um, yeah. and yeah, like signing defenders also that's a that's a big thing. Like they they bought I think okay I don't know how good Jonathan Woodgate was. I was still like kind of young, but apparently it was really good. It was just you know injuries did him dirty. Um, but yeah, signing people like Jonathan Woodgate, uh, Gravison, uh, yeah, like really not. Not not the caliber of people that you should be signing, yeah. you know, to equate. Think, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could you could sign players like that, but they they got to fit the system. I mean, yeah, you think of Man City now in the past ten years, they only spent six or eight million on Vincent Company. He was probably mm. their best signing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It can work. Yeah, it can true. work. It's just, but then again, you know, I think there was a, a vast difference between a Beckham and a Woodgate. Example, and you just didn't fit. If you don't fit the system, and you don't. The thing is, 
what we forget, what you know, we don't think about sometimes, and you know, I'm also guilty of it. You're going to a different country. You're going mm. to. I mean, you've seen Bale and, and what he did at Real Madrid and, and mm. the success he achieved, but still they didn't accept him because he couldn't speak Spanish. Yeah. Even though maybe he could, but he just didn't want to. He didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> just because he didn't do this siesta type, you know, the, yeah. the Spanish way, you know eating dinner at 11 at night yeah, and drinking yeah, yeah. wine you right. just wanted to play golf <laughs> yeah. if you're not accepted by the people and you don't embrace the culture you're going to struggle right. so that also plays a big part and can you adapt you know we've seen in the past where with cheap players you know you don't have to be expensive player to become an expensive player yeah so yeah, I mean, but definitely, like you said, the Woodgate, that uh, they just didn't work out mm. for that era. And I mean, even Michael Owen didn't yeah. work out. Ronaldo. He spent a season, with. only a season, imagine. So, yeah, just, it just does sometimes, just because you buy expensive play, it doesn't guarantee success. That's, yeah. that's the thing at the end of the day. So, it definitely, it, 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 it advances your, your, improves your chances, most definitely. Facts, 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 facts. Okay, I, I think I think that's yeah, that's enough conversation about, you know, European football. You know, what I'm saying I think I think we can we can come back home a little bit. <laughs> we can come back home a little bit and talk about what's happening in, in 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 the land, in the motherland. You know, um, and yeah, I thought something's really crazy about this PSL season, DSTV DSTV Premiership season now, um, is that Solos are doing so amazing, like. It's ridiculous. Like <laughs> they literally got promoted last season. <laughs> well, like this yeah. season, excuse me, you know. And I'm just thinking, like, whoa, that's crazy, you know, because like they were they were down bad. They were really down bad um, when they got relegated. I think when was it like 2015? Was it 2015? 2016? 2015? Yes, I can't even remember. But yeah, they. I mean, obviously, back to back relegations. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. And now to think what uh, Mr. Trot has done, done for them now, um, unbeaten in the league. They actually haven't lost a football game since they football lost, They lost to this Galaxy. They lost okay, to this Galaxy a, a in league, the week. A league game, excuse me, a league game. <laughs> yeah, they lost the league game to oh, this really? Galaxy. Yeah, really? in the week. Really? Yeah, just before this episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was this yesterday? was on Wednesday, I think. Wednesday? Wednesday or Tuesday. Oh, yeah. damn. That's insane. Okay, well, damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, damn. Okay. But well, still, what they've, yeah. what they've achieved, though, was, I mean, they went just under a year, I think, unbeaten since losing against Tux in the Glad Africa Championship, mm-hmm. which showed was over 20 games. Mm. Okay, they lost to TTM in the Nepan Cup, obviously. Cup. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. On penalties, but some stats companies yeah. don't yeah. count. <laughs> the penalty shootout defeat is a loss. They see it as a draw. <laughs> they, could, they, could, they could fly by that one but yeah tears galaxy uh they scored twice in the last five minutes i think and yeah beat swallows oh that's crazy which man. which brandon Twitter said was a bit of a blessing in disguise i think when you go unbeaten for so long mm-hmm. you start to think a bit more about the unbeaten run than winning winning games. a game okay because they, I think they're winless in six games now, Swallows, because they drew like five in a row and then they lost the game. So it's like, yeah, it's great uh, going unbeaten. But if mm. you don't win, drawing for me a lot of times is bad as losing. Because one point, the difference between one and three points is quite huge. Yeah, quite lost, yeah, true. Like if a draw was one and a half, 
you would you wouldn't feel as bad about a draw. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they've been going insane. Well, they lost. I didn't know that. Well, I need to obviously brush up on that. But yeah, um, they 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 were doing so well, you know. And it just I don't know. It begged the question. Like obviously they bought their status back into the NFD. Um, I yeah. forgot which I forgot which club they two stages they bought. But Cape, yeah, I think Cape Town. <clears throat> no, no, I'm lying. Yeah. Um, TS Galaxy was Cape Town All Stars. Who was well as a status? I can't even remember now. Okay. I've just lost it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they bought the status, and and obviously they did yeah. what they did. They recruited really well, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. It begged the question: like, do you think that maybe that it's that buying status is will be normalized? Obviously, it's not as simple as that. And you obviously have to get good players and players that can play well and and things of that nature. But yeah, do you think that it's it's maybe a, it's it's proved a detriment that you know they've they've been so successful after buying this success because teams now just be like okay we don't really have to we don't really have to play well we can just buy our status and then take it from there you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> they bought Maccabi FC's status. Ah, so there we go. There we go. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I've had this discussion a lot of times. That's the thing that really grates me is this buying of statuses and changing club names. It it's really frustrating. Look, Swallows' success have not just has not just been because they bought a status. Yeah, I yeah, mean, thanks, thanks. they've recruited really well. Um, they brought in a really good coach who's had great success very quickly with a team of players um you know that he he brought in and mm-hmm. um you know they for their first season in the top division back it's just it's insane what they've achieved i mean we've seen clubs across the world do it i mean it's like leipzig um mm-hmm. they were i think at the top of the bundesliga at the halfway point uh, and then fell off the pace um, when mm-hmm. they got promoted um, but yeah, what Swallows have achieved this season is outstanding. I, I won't say it's completely a surprise to me considering who they recruited. Ooh, okay. um, I mean, they recruited a lot of good players. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I would have said they would be top three or four. Yeah. Um, but I thought they won't get relegated. I mean, they're too strong to get relegated with, mm. you know, after signing, you know, the players that they signed. Kanti, Khamadin. Yeah, so... Yeah, Mere. You know, yeah, Hamaldin has just been, you know, he's been great. He's been great for them. Um, he's can't stop scoring himself and obviously ended the final quarter. I yeah. deservedly so. Shut up, yeah. Um, so, but is it detrimental to the league? Look, I, I think the the whole PSL status thing, it's, it's so difficult because in the end of the day, you want investment in your league. So you can almost think why the PSL will, will improve club sales, especially when... You know, an investor doesn't have the money anymore, and someone with a lot of money comes in and say, "Yes, I'll buy." Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing is, for a lot of these owners, it's um, it's a marketing tool. I mean, if you just think of the names which are affiliated to their, you know, their businesses, um, sure. and we see that. I mean, you even see that with, with Leipzig. Um, you know, their story obviously is a lot yeah. different. That, but we can go back with the whole red bull vibe and you know mm. it's 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 a lot of marketing and that's just how it is and you can't get away from that unfortunately but i just wish we would stay true to names yeah. and history and, and and place i mean yeah amazulu have done it the right way now but they also mm. bought the status we shouldn't forget that oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, they, yeah. Kept, they care they kept the name and and the way um they've done it 
the, the transfer of ownership this season, yeah, that for me is the correct way of doing it. You know, mm-hmm. keep the club name. You know, a new owner can come in, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't move the team. I mean, you saw that with Black Aces and uh, when they moved down to Cape Town to become Cape Town City. Okay, that's been a success story oh, because yeah. Cape Town City have, have brought a lot to the league. I feel true. Um, but Same. it's just it's nothing. It's nothing new. I mean, you saw the merger of it's a bit different. Seven Stars and when they became and Cape Town Spurs when they became I escaped down in '99. Oh, okay. um, so it's it's nothing. It's not. It's just so, it's such a difficult topic. I just I wish <laughs> I wish. What I want to say is just I, I wish teams would just stay. You know, can you just imagine if, if Arsenal had a new owner tomorrow and they changed their name and you move, you move them to 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 Newcastle or whatever? It will it will it'd be a riot. Yeah, it'd be a riot. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But I think a lot of owners come in and they see. They don't see in the end of the day they they entrepreneurs you know and they work True. they're successful in an entrepreneurial way mm. moving business around mm. but that's not going to make you a successful club owner i mean end of the day you're then working with people you're working with you know with soccer players and it's it's completely different so if you don't bring the right players and the right people in then you're going to struggle and and owning a soccer club in south africa is not a profitable business it's not. you're going to be losing money so French, you, French. you must you must remember that when you you take on this this journey and the thing is it's not just a one-year thing i think a lot of owners that's the thing that, that really grates me is they come in and they think they can just you know wham bam thank you ma'am yeah. <laughs> like, like that. It's, it's a long-term investment and you've got to leave mm-hmm. the club in a better stead than yeah, when you found it big facts so um I think the PSL should change their policy. Look, you you can't like I said, you can't say no to investment. It's very difficult for them to do so. True. Um, but I think the way you buy clubs and the transfer of ownership should be different. Um, we've seen this whole TTM thing. I think it's exposed it. Fifth um, bit, uh, you know, they're not. They they should bear some of the guilt as well, obviously, because in the end of the day, they sold the club. Why did they um, sell the club, actually? I think they also. I mean, I'm not, I don't. I worked for Bitvisvits for a bit last year, and oh. the thing is, why why do you sell the club at the end of the day? Is because you don't see it as a. It, it's not making money for you anymore. Oh, okay. This is why you sell any club in the end of okay, the day? Okay, true, true, true. You know, when once Brian <laughs> Joffrey left, I think he was the guy that was really pushing for that prestige because you know, as a as a business owner, if you've achieved a lot of success in, in business, you can't. Like you know, it comes back to the fact that you can't buy trophies. Yes, you can buy the resources to get you to trophies. Mm-hmm. So when we know once Bitfest won the league, um, you know that's something that he couldn't buy. So mm. that was great. But once yeah. he left, uh, I think the love for the club um, and the, the people running the club higher up, um, they didn't share the same sentiments and probably saw it as just losing money as a money pit where you're just throwing money away almost mm. and you know i think they used covid as a perfect time to get rid of the club okay. um, and it's sad because a club like that's you know 99 year history just to be gone is mm. incredibly sad so, so sad. that's what that's exactly you know that's what the PSL need to iron out. They need to to get it right. This, this transfer of ownership and, and set standards. And I think the way Amazulu did it is the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, of how they did it of late. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see that that 
that change in the near future. Um, but getting back to Swallows, um, I think you know they, yeah, they've they've done exceptionally well this season, and um, it's, yeah, it's great to see them back. Even though they're not Morocco Swallows of yet, um, they're sw- still Swallows. Swallows FC, yeah. Um, you know, we all know that they are Morocco Swallows in essence, and yeah. it's great to see a historical <laughs> club, a historical club like that, back in the big time. Yeah. I think it's great. And doing well. Game. Yeah. And doing well. I mean, they the original Soweto derby, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's it's great for the league to have them back and and back in the big time. And I just hope, yeah, I just hope you know the game has grown in South Africa. And the, the only way is to do that is to you know to stay true to the fans and stay true to the teams. And you know, just buying and selling of clubs just it doesn't help the cause because that's why most fans from that's why you don't get the case where you know your fans in in, in Polokwane are supporting a team from Polokwane because they Thanks. know. Tomorrow, I just you know, be like Polokwane City was Bay United just a few yeah. years prior, you know, <laughs> stationed, stationed in the Eastern Cape. So what's the use of getting invested in a team? True. That's the thing. You'd rather support a Kaiser Chiefs, a Pirates, a Sundowns, a team that you know won't go anywhere. Excellent. So it's, you know, if we don't sort that out, then, you know, we can't really complain about fans not supporting the team from their, from their areas. True. Because... Why? Why would I support Arsenal if I know maybe it, it, there's an odd chance that in five years from now they'll be sold to the highest bidder mm. and he'll change their he'll change their name and move them? Why yeah. would I invest my time and effort into a team like that? There's no way. Yeah. So that that we need to iron out, but it's um yeah, Swallows exceptional. Uh, yeah, they they haven't done things the, the ethical way, so to speak. <laughs> but I think I think they get away with it because they affiliated themselves to a brand that's well known in South Africa. Sure. And you know, in the end of the day, it's good to have them back in the league. So Facts. I'm almost I'm caught like between a rock and a hard place. Like, yeah. do I like it? Don't I like it? But yeah, it's difficult. It's it's a it's a whole podcast on its own. And, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not entirely clued up on all of it. Um, I'm just, you know, to be honest. I mean, I, yeah. I know a lot of the things that go beyond behind the scenes, and um, you know, obviously worked a bit at Betfair's bets and worked at Ajax Cape Town. But mm-hmm. um, it's so difficult, and you know, they the PSL make these decisions. Uh, they probably got their reasons, so that's why they do it. Um, True. And but yeah, it's a good topic to to have a long podcast on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure there are a lot of the listeners that that agree and, and disagree, and you know mm, that's mm, fine. Mm, 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 that's just how it is. Yeah, man, I agree. I I'm, I'm I share I share your sentiment wholeheartedly. Um, I think it kind of kills the whole the whole, the I don't know what to say. Like the whole in South America, they they say uh, what they say. Something like that spirit, you know, like that football yeah. spirit, you know, like yeah, having your team like just move, move all over the place. Like there's never any like yeah, like, yeah. This is us and this is South African football and these are the teams that have been here forever. Like mm. yeah, man, it's crazy. Like I don't know if you know of Hellenic. Obviously, okay, you knew, you knew, of, yeah. you know who Hellenic was, but I didn't know like they were uh, like a big mm. deal, like a big. Yeah. They used to be a big That's deal. Where, uh, yeah, yeah so until Leo like Mary started his career there. Yeah, funny enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, funny enough. <laughs> it was his birthday yesterday? 
Facts, facts, facts. And like, obviously now it's Swallows, so mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And I didn't know like Hellenic was a team. I knew like I had friends like that used to that played for that play for Hellenic, yeah. but I didn't know like that they were like a big PSL team. But yeah, it's 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 something that I think the whole culture in South African football like just has to change, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's yeah. it is it is what it is. We yeah, like like you said, it's a whole entire topic on its own that you can discuss for hours. And yeah, hours. At the end of the day, we've got to ask our, we've got to ask ourselves, you know, are we a footballing nation? Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the question that that it comes down to because you know, yes, we all love the game, but mm-hmm. are we really a footballing nation? If you look at how how fans from other countries support their teams and how loyal they are. And I'm not saying our fans are not loyal, but just the passion isn't always there, I feel. Mm. And, you know, if, if it's not a Soweto derby, there's almost no one at the stadium. Okay, I know <laughs> there's been no one at stadiums for the past year because of COVID. Yeah. But, you know, you get my point. And I, I just, but, you know, part of that is down to the buying and selling of clubs, you know, because your, your local club, tomorrow it's there, tomorrow it's gone. So... That's something we need to get right to become a football nation in the long run. Hey man, yeah, hey, but such is life, eh? Anyway, um, yeah. Speaking of Swallows and how well they're doing, like you said, Hamaldin, he got called up to to the national team as of late. Uh, it was announced yeah. on Wednesday. The national team, Coach Ndiki, he called it. And how many Swallows are players in there? I think it's two. I think it's Kanti and. And Hamaldin. Yeah, Hamaldin. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on the national? What are your thoughts of Coach Ntiki's selection? Are there any are there any like standout omissions? Are there players that shouldn't be there that you think that 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 are there that shouldn't be there that don't deserve to be there? What do you think? The thing is national team coaches, it's it's such a difficult gig, eh? Because I feel like you can't always get you you can never get it right. And a lot of coaches seem to stick with players that they know will get the job done to them. We saw that with the France squad um, that ended up winning the World Cup, you know, Didier Deschamps. He stuck with players that even though a lot of the public and, you know, fans from across the world just couldn't understand. Why would you stick with a guy like Giroud? And we saw that, we saw that the years afterwards, you know, he's, he stayed very loyal to that team that won the, the World Cup. Sure. And, you know, he's got his reasons for it, and, and rightfully so. And I think all national coaches have their preference. Like any club coaches will have their preference about players. Sure. So it's very difficult to say that, yeah, you should have rather chosen this guy, this guy, this guy. And I think Nseki has tried to bring in form, but he's also stuck to the old guard, like, you know, Dean Furman, Dolly, even though they play as much as they should. I mean, Dean, Dean Furman has hardly played this season. Really? Um, he's played very sporadically uh, for, I think he's at Carlisle United. Yeah, Carlisle United. Um, like, so League, it's, League One. Um, so, you know, it's it's very, and people feel like, you know, Schlanti, um, you know, Lila Kay is unlucky because he's been probably the best left back easily in the country so it's but it's so difficult to say you know you should have rather chosen this guy should have chosen this guy because on Seki obviously will have his um his own arguments for each player um but yeah I think it's a solid team um I was surprised by Kune as well but you can understand why he calls up a guy like Kune 
because uh, if you look at the top teams in the country, you know, who are their number ones? You think of Swallows immediately because we just spoke about them. Yeah. Virgil Fries, who's a Namibian. You've got Ish. Richard Afori, who's a Ghanaian. Mm. You know, you've got, okay, Chiefs, Daniel Akpai might think he's the first, but he's a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got the big teams. You've got Sundowns, Onyango, who's in London. Like your biggest teams don't have South Africans. You you know, you've got, you've got Ronald. I mean, Wayne, Wayne plays for Pirates. Yeah, but I mean, Richard Afori is is their first choice now. Okay. I mean, and Wayne is what like 58, 37? He's quite old now, so I think <laughs> I think you know his time with the national team is over. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, just never know. But yeah, um, <laughs> Ronald Williams, Ronald Williams is the first choice, True. and so he's obviously in the team, mm-hmm. uh, and for good reason. So then you know you bring in Kune, and it's it's just. You just it's difficult because you're like who else and you know a lot of us say yeah you shouldn't be calling up kune but you know who else yes you've got Billy motwa in there now from Zulu, and rightfully so because he's he's impressed um, uh the arrows the arrows goalkeeper i've been impressed him too. um Lu- Mlunga, i think that's his name yeah he's he's um been on on the lips of the selectors of, of past mm-hmm. um but <laughs> just there's no one that apart from Williams there's no one that really stands out so then it just comes down to a coach's discretion you know and he'd rather go for Kune a guy that's got experience on the continent so you know if you're you know playing away wherever and and Ronald Williams who should be your first choice goes down then you know who do you want to come in you want a guy that's got what 90 odd caps for South Africa to step into the the spotlight so it's just it's always going to be like that you know a coach is going to have his preferences and you know we can disagree with him mm-hmm. but as as i don't think there's any glaring omissions um you know apart from maybe lala k who's been mm-hmm. really good and, and maybe deserves his chance at the top i think you know inseki does a good job in, in, in rotating between um the old guard and and players that are on form and you need to be flexible like that at a national team level and you know we can't we won't always agree with him um but yeah i think it's it's a solid squad but it's just it's a difficult time to be a south african supporter because i just <laughs> feel like we don't we don't have the quality that other african countries do that is um, true so you know we we can moan and and point fingers as much as we like in the end of the day mm-hmm. even though we've got great players um, as a whole, you look at other teams and you look at the top teams and you, you, you look where their players are playing and at what level their players are playing on a weekly basis. And we just, we're nowhere near that at this point in time. Yes, we've got Percy Tao at Brighton, but he hardly plays. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at Senegal, we've got players playing week in, week out for the biggest teams in the world. Mane so you, know, you can't, yeah, you can't, crazy, you can't so. really, com- you can't compete. Um, so it's it's not just you know we like to blame put blame then on the national team coach if we don't succeed um but you can only choose south africans in the end of the day <laughs> you can only choose who you can choose so uh but yeah just get back to your first question uh, i think you know you probably made the right decisions uh, okay. i can't i can't remember the squad off the top of my head but that's that's the player that came off um, um so it's I don't know if you want me to read it. Um it's it's Veli Motor, the goalkeepers Veli Motor, um Itumelenkune, Ronan Williams, the defenders are 
Sianda Kulu, um, Sviso Kanti. Sorry, I just want to double check. <laughs> yeah, so I don't lie to you. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, Sianda Kulu, uh, Tivang Pete, Tulani Katwayo, Musa Lebusa, Innocent Maila, Sviso Kanti, Tabelo Morena, Craig Martin. Uh, the midfielders are. Tembozwane, Rivaldo Kutia, Tulani Serrero, Ben Mutuare, Bongani Zungu, Keegan Dolly, Percy Tau, Sipombule, Andy Lejali, Luther Singh, Dean Furman, and the strikers are Jairo Tirasmus, Bradley Krobla, Hamaldin, and Lyle Forster. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, there's a good mixture there of young, young, younger generation players and players on form like Mbule and Mutsuari. Rivaldo mm-hmm. uh, Kutsi has obviously been exceptional in the midfield role for Sundowns this season. Thanks. I mean, I remember how good he was under Shakes and at centre-back. Um, and it's great to see him back in the, the final squad. Um, uh, Innocent, I was, yeah, was kind of... Some of the defenders, I'm not sure about. Like Kanti and Myla. It's like... Mm, you know yeah, they're not really playing they, yeah. they're not really playing like that yeah I mean Shanti is probably now Swallows his first choice left back even though yeah. he wasn't very convincing against Chakuma in the net bank um, but yeah I, like, I mean the coaches he's he's um, I just think there's there's not there's not a lot between these players even though you can say that Lala K is unfortunate to be there I don't think there's like a massive gap between him and Shlati you know what I'm saying it's, okay. it's it, it comes down to opinion in the end of the day and if the coach feels that Shlanti is the best man for the job then great but then you know if, if it doesn't work out then you mustn't be surprised if you know you're not head coach in a year's time because yeah. <laughs> that can that can very much be the case like yeah, the 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 you're never you're never safe as Bafana coach. No, and it's a poison chalice. Like I said, you know, you yeah, you you South Africans have got extremely high expectations Facts. for their national team. You know, we I think maybe because you know we won the Afcon in the first few years since readmission, uh, we we think we keep thinking back of the good old days. We keep thinking, oh man, Lucas and Sean and Benny and you know all these Dr. great Kumalo. players, Doctor Kumalo and. You think, yeah, these players of today are just not on that level, but it's it's much more than that, you know. It's True. it's you know generations. You know, you 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 go through generations where you you're not you know at the forefront, and we we try and think that we are a top five, you know, soccer country, uh, soccer you know team on this on this continent, and. Mm-hmm. Currently, we just we just aren't because we just don't have the quality that other teams do. Even though we we have shown in the past that we can beat anyone, we showed that the F, the recent Afghan where we beat Egypt. So, should have beat Nigeria as well. Yeah, we should have. Mm. Um, so you know we've we have a lot of quality, but like I said, bit of a poison chalice because you know we as South Africans we expect so much from our team. But it doesn't start. It doesn't start at national level. You know, that's the end point. So we can't blame things that should have been rectified at Way ground level. Yeah. yeah, on the national team. So it's again one of those discussions that we can chat for a long time with a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys that know a lot more than me. Um, 
but yeah that's just my honest opinion i think it's it's so difficult being in south african football coach especially right now um mm-hmm. and you know we expect so much um and it's going to take a lot more to to return to to world cups and to return to the forefront of the game true 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 um i was hoping to see uh Chauke. Uh, i don't know if you know who that is um he plays for South. Well, he plays for Southampton. He's never played a first team game for Southampton. Yeah, he wasn't. He was on the bench for them against Liverpool. Wasn't yeah, it? he's been ever since that game. He's been on the bench ever since. Uh, I don't know why Hazenutu doesn't want to play him, but you know, you'd assume that somebody that's training with the first team of Southampton and is playing with like all these quality players would be yeah. would be in a Bafana setup. But yeah, Insigne was just like. Yeah, he, he needs to be he needs to be integrated properly through the under 23s and all of that. And I'm just like, what man? Like this guy's training with Danny Ings, man. Like, bro, like you know what I'm saying? With James Ward Browse, man. <laughs> like he knows what uh, the level is, man. Yeah, I mean it's difficult because the thing is how do you Yes, he's, he's at a, a high level, right? And he's, he's on the bench of a Premier League team, which is the same level as Percy Tower at this point in time. If we're being seriously, yeah. if we're being honest, and I'm not comparing the two, I'm just saying, you know, on this weekend, where's Percy Tower? He's on the bench of Brighton. Mm-hmm. Where's, you know, he's on the bench of Southampton. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very difficult. Um, but the thing is, how do you justify a player not playing? Um, it's again that balance you know a lot of times we've seen players at club level they might not be their first choice at club level but a national level they always produce and Percy Tower has always produced for Bafana True. since he's been called up so it's it's you're always going to call him up and on his day he is South Africa's best player quite easily True. so you know it'll take time and I think we shouldn't force the envelope just because the guy is on on the bench of Southampton yeah. Um, but then again, the only way you're going to integrate him into the team is by calling him up. So, you know, that's that I can't make sense of. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense to me, but hopefully hopefully we do see him in the national team sooner rather than later. And hopefully he gets a run out, um, you know, a regular run out for Southampton. Then we can, you know, see more of him and... I'm always scared of this type of thing because no, 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 no. In two years' time, he plays for England and then we look yeah, like idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And I don't want that. And then, yeah, he, he becomes the next big thing for England because he plays for the under-18s now. So I'm thinking if he, if he gets a national team call-up, like, he's probably like, okay, I want to play, like, international football. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a dangerous thing, you know, you know using... What Nseki said as an excuse, I think it's very dangerous because, you know, the player-coach relationship goes both ways. Mm. You know, just just because, you know, then tomorrow, tomorrow, you're angry at the player because he says he doesn't want to come for national duty. Yeah, um, And, I mean, I mean, we've had our fair share of problems with that over the years <laughs> in South Africa. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't want that. So, uh, yeah, it's... In the end of the day, it's you know he made his decision and he should live by his decision. So we'll see what happens. Okay, man. Okay, I think yeah, I think we should start wrapping this up. <laughs> it's been some time, you know, we've been talking. Okay, but just to end it off, um, I just wanted to pick your brain, man, about who do you think is 
your top five best African footballers of all time? I think it's pretty easy who number one is, and I've always said this, and <laughs> I don't care who you are, you, you want to be. Um, Samuel Eto'o for me is, is number one. Factual. Um, you know, he is, I think he's the only player to win back-to-back trebles, and he did it at two different clubs, Barca and Inter. Facts. He had over 100 caps for Cameroon. He started playing for them as a teenager. He scored the most African champion, Africa Cup of Nations goals, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, Has an Olympic gold he, medal. Has what African... he achieved. Yeah, what exactly. Africa Cup of Nations. What he achieved is just unprecedented. And yes, okay. He wasn't... George Weah won the Ballon d'Or and he's the only African to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a great player in, in his own right. I just think... Samuel Eto'o is, I don't even think there's an argument for this. I think Samuel is by far the most accomplished <laughs> African player, just in terms of, you know, what he's achieved at the highest level. Okay. I mean, he was considered, okay, George Weah was also considered the best striker of, you know, amongst the best strikers of his generation. Facts. But I think Samuel Eto'o, what he achieved and a star-laden team, I mean, it was True. difficult to be a star in, you know, when there's Henri and, and Messi, Messi around you. But, but Eto, a lot of times Eto was the guy, you know, and to be the guy in a big team like that and then going mm. doing it at Inter as well and we're helping them to a Champions League. Mm. It's it's insane what he achieved. And, you know, I just think personally for me, he is um, the best African player of all time. Obviously, I can only really speak for, for the last three decades. Yeah. But, um, you know, off the top of my head, uh, probably, you know, Eto of the last, I, I, I mean, it's difficult for me to say anything before the 90s, but. Yeah, well, same um, here. <laughs> probably, probably Eto, George Weir, uh, yeah. I'll go Yaya Torre, what Yaya achieved okay. um, was exceptional. True. Uh, you know, obviously played at center back in that Champions League final win. They beat um, United. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was suspended for Barcelona that game. He had to play center back. I can't remember now. Um, Puyol, he I had think. to play. It was a Puyol. Yeah. He was, um, what he achieved was exceptional at Manchester City. Um, that one season we. Yes, he assisted and scored goals like crazy, helping yeah. them to the league title. Um, you know, Yaya was, oh, he's just an exceptional player and, and obviously helping the Ivory Coast to Africa Cup of Nations victory. Mm-hmm. So what he achieved shouldn't be overlooked. So I would go Eto, George Weir, Yaya, and then probably, probably Didier Drogba. Okay. Um, just for his influence, he had um, obviously scored very important goal in Chelsea's history mm-hmm. and it's called the penalty as well mm-hmm. um, uh, and fifth Abedi Pele how can I not say Abedi mm. Pele yeah. um, from Ghana um, mm-hmm. I mean there's been a lot of great players over the last 30 years and I think Thanks. you know positions tend to tend to, for me positions 10 to 3 could be disputed yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think everyone is in agreement that we are an Eto top two, one and two. Yeah, okay. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I just no. feel like I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, the only African to win Ballon d'Or and 
Yeah. For fuck's sake, he's the president of his, the president country. Of his country. I mean, cheapest. Like if, if there was no Ito, you'd be number one by far. Uh-huh. Um, but purely footballing basis, I think that 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 Ito, and it's not just because I've met him before. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's it, your profile it, picture on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you? Um, so Eto did something in in Santon with like um, I can't remember who, who organized it. I want to say, no, let me not say who, and then I'm wrong. Um, but it was a it was a thing with uh, some South African players, mm-hmm. where and then they invited Soccer Leduma to like document the thing for them. Okay. So they yeah I was in Joburg. It was like my first first or second week back from Cape Town and, I, and they were like hey do you want to meet Samuel Eto'o and I'm like damn yes Sick, of course <laughs> yeah, I want to meet Samuel Eto'o so uh, that was just an awesome moment just yeah and just he's such a cool guy as well because yeah. he's not speaking English I've never heard him speak English before he speaks a bit but he had like a, a friend of him that did a bit of translation oh okay um, but I think the thing is for me like I feel like these guys they, they they pick up languages pretty quickly especially if you spoke you speak two or three languages i think languages become i mean you could probably speak italian you could probably speak spanish and then you can speak french definitely, definitely. so picking up another language um russian probably pretty, too yeah from stamet anzi you know, yeah. almost forgot about that <laughs> they pick up languages pretty quickly and maybe if you're not completely comfortable you you are someone to translate but you can still understand you know that type mm. of thing um Yeah, top five. I think I think that's a solid top five for the past thirty years. I don't want to disrespect anyone before that because it's been unfair for me. Yeah, and no, we in five years' time we can maybe have argument for Salah and Mane. Yeah, Mane, um, Mares, Mares to be you know especially um, top ten at least. Yeah. Um, But but right now at this point in time, I think the top two is is pretty self-explanatory. Facts, facts. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm with you wholeheartedly. For me, it would be yeah, Eto, Weya. Um, in my top five, I don't think I never put, I never put Yaya in. I mean, it was tough, you know, for me. So for me, it was Yaya. It was, it was. Excuse me, Eto. It was Weya. It was, um, Aberi Pele. It was, mm. uh, Kanu, and then Didier Drogba, of course. Yeah. Those were my top five. Yeah, Kanu, yeah, Kanu Ka- purely because yeah, he oh, that bias, that <laughs> Arsenal bias. <laughs> that trick he scored against Chelsea. Who yeah. can forget that? <laughs> Crazy yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, he's won a Champions League with Ajax, and yeah, he's yeah, just really mean, accomplished, man. Yeah, definitely very accomplished player. And yeah, I mean, he also came back with I think Portsmouth. It was didn't yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he won. That's insane. Of course. Yeah, I mean, he so, did get relegated with them, but yeah, definitely got some pretty sick. Ah, oh, some good players have gotten relegated in the past. So I won't, <laughs> I won't keep, it, I won't keep that against them. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it. That's it. Really, top five. Same yeah, later. Yeah, Where? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was tough. You know, there's some, yeah, some people you don't mention, like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. There's JJ. There's there's Essien. Um, who was unlucky yeah. with injuries? Samuel Kafu. Um, Samuel Kafu. Um, yeah. yeah, man. There's a lot of lot of African players. Uh, a lot of people put Lucas Radeva, Lucas Radeva up there. Um, yeah, he's really insane. Yeah, Benny too. That, that's a South African bias there. <laughs> But apparently, it was really good. Like apparently, he could have like Man United wanted him. Like AC Milan. Yeah, he him. did. No, he was very um, loyal towards Leeds United, yeah. and. Um, 
yeah, I mean, not, not taking anything away from Lucas. He was an exceptional player and captain Leeds United, who were a massive team. They are still a massive team, but in a in that era, you know, they were reaching Champions League semi-finals. And yeah, you know, yeah. South Africans I don't think South Africans realize what a big deal Lucas is, especially in, in Leeds. He's um Indeed. and he just seems to be such a cool and nice guy and down-to-earth yeah. person that yeah. just will give his time for everyone. And yeah, he was He's definitely one of the best Africans to play in the Premier League. Um, and yeah, Tony Yeboah is another Leeds United. Ooh, Tony too. He was at Leeds. Uh, yeah, he was yeah, he great. Was. Scored that crazy volley. Um, um, he's another one that we should probably mention. And yeah, we shouldn't forget JJ. You know, JJ mm-hmm. obviously just played <laughs> for Bolton in the Premier League. Mm. Now, there's that famous interview where, what's that guy? He said, the game against Man United that he said after the game that you know playing playing like that you should be playing for Real Madrid should it be? <laughs> uh, yeah. Chris Kamara you said mm-hmm. to him yeah you should be playing for Real Madrid shouldn't you not for Bolton and I was like yeah. um, he's probably he's right a point there. He's a point there. <laughs> yeah he's probably um, right JJ is another guy that, that seems to be very down to earth and mm. and yeah right up there in the, you know greatest African players of the last last 30 years but yeah, yeah sure. I think the, the, the from 2 to the top 30 you know from yeah. 2 to 30 it's it's very difficult and it's an argument for a lot of players Thanks. but I think the top 2 especially what we I mean we are being the only African to win Ballon d'Or it's very difficult not to have him Dispute there that. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, and then Samuel Eto'o the trophies you won so yeah it's, it's interesting and everyone will have their own takes but I think I think that's, yeah, top two. I think we can all agree on that. Awesome, awesome. Okay, I think that's an awesome note to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for, for joining me, Mr. Basson. Um, it's been, like I said, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure for you to, for me to have you on here, man. Like, yeah, I hope to have you again sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks. Thanks for having me. And, and yeah, it's really nice discussing football. Um, yeah. I think... Yeah, the podcast name is difficult, but you must just keep on going, man. It's, it's, <laughs> great, it's a great thing you've got, yeah. And it's it's nice just having a conversation with a fellow football lover and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fellow Arsenal supporter. You know yes. what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Next time we should wear our Arsenal tops. Yeah, but, for, yeah sure, thanks, for sure. For sure. Thanks yeah, for having for me sure. and all, all the best, man. All the best going uh, forward. Thank you so much, man. And thank you guys for listening and tapping in with us here at Only Football Matters. Um, it is an honor and a pleasure to be doing this for you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as um, you enjoy listening to us as much as we enjoy talking and talking shit about football and everything that's happening in the game. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to it, um, Subscribe to the mailing list of the website, too, uh, www.onlyfootballmatters.com. Um, yeah, lots of dope articles. Um, yeah, I got another one coming soon. Um, yeah, podcasts, obviously. And, yeah, lots of dope content coming your way soon. So thank you again. And, yeah. Till we meet again. Thank you so much, Mr. Basson. Uh, again. <laughs> it's been awesome having you on. Mm, yeah. And I will see you guys when I see you guys. All right. Peace.